Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, January 20th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Astroport AMA with Injective. Let's take a listen. Hey everyone, welcome to our Twitter space. Debs is our co-host. He'll be taking over. Hello, Debs. Hello, hello. Can you hear me loud and clear, hopefully? Yep, we can hear you. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take over. Perfect, perfect. Uh, so you think we're ready to start here? Probably. Do we want to give people a few minutes to get in? Maybe like two to three? Or are we on a tight time schedule? You tell me. Sure, sure. <laughs> let's give them about two minutes. But, but till right. then, I'll, I'll let you leak some alpha. Leak some alpha. Wow. I think really what I'm going to be doing in this space is trying to tease the alpha out of you all. Uh, <laughs> uh, but right. Yeah, no, this is going to be a great space. Very excited. Uh, the obvious topic, Astroport launching on the Injective testnet. If you have not already heard uh, or seen the post, highly recommend that you check it out um, and read into it because it's you know obviously not just a launch on testnet. Uh, this is only phase one, uh, eventually moving into mainnet. Uh, but we'll give people just about another minute here uh, and then I'll formally open the space. We'll run through some introductions and then we'll, we'll dive into the questions. I love the music, by the way. That was great. I don't know whose idea that was, but I love it. Oh, and I want to say a shout out here to MB, also on the Orbital Command team. Uh, and I think he told me it's 4.30 a.m. where he is. And he loves Astroport so much that he got up to get on this space so he could ask you a question. Uh, so don't worry, MB. You, we're going to get you up here <laughs> and you're going to ask your question. Yeah, he's laughing. Good to see you, man. Okay, I think, yeah, we're, we're at that two-minute mark, so we'll just naturally jump in. Uh, so, hello, everyone. Uh, Deeb's DeFi here. Uh, if you don't know me already, I work for uh, Orbital Command. I uh, do a lot of writing for them, blockchain manager for Osmosis, but obviously, I do a lot of writing for Terra. Uh, Terra Weekly is probably the most you know, notable thing that I do every week that I'm committed to. Uh, typing into the night on Friday <laughs> because I love it. Uh, but I'm really just honored uh, to be able to host this space and be with you all today. Uh, so enough about me, though. We have quite a few guests up here that are far more impressive. And so let's, uh, I think we can just jump into introductions of our speakers here. Uh, so maybe let's just start um, with the members from the Astroport team. Uh, and you can kind of introduce yourselves. Just tell us who you are, maybe a little bit of background. Uh, and then we'll jump on over to Injective team. Okay, I can start. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Stefan. I am part of Delphi Labs, and I'm also a contributor to Astroport. Um, I've been a contributor to Astroport since November 2021. Um, so I've been here 
since before the launch. And um, previously, before jumping into Cosmos and Astroport, I used to be a an ETH head on Ethereum. Hey guys, uh, I'm Jose. And yeah, Stefan used to be an ETH head and also helped build uh, Reflexor, which is one of the one of the coolest projects on on, on Ethereum in my mind. Um, actually, an original, but probably a similar thesis to to UST. Actually, I know a lot of people here would have been would have been big into Terra. Uh, I'm Jose. I'm the I'm the head of of, of Delphi Labs. We're contributors to, to Astroport. Um, yeah. Do we have the members from the Injective team? <laughs> would, you, would you like to go next? Hey guys, this is Eric, uh, co-founder and CEO of uh, Injective Labs. So we're core contributors to uh, Injective, the ecosystem of the blockchain. And before, yeah, pretty much in the EFAD as well. Hey guys, this is Mirza. I run the business team here at Injective. Um, yeah, previously was dabbling in crypto more as a VC um, and spent a couple of years doing that before jumping into Injective. Okay, great. Um, and I don't know if there's anyone on the Injective account, is there? Or is it just you two joining us from the team? Yeah, yeah, it's just going to be us too. Okay, perfect, perfect. Right, so great. Uh, thank you all for the introductions. Um, always good to put a name to a face slash profile pic. Uh, but I think the, the best way to start this off, right, is for you all to just talk about your projects each. So we'll start with Astroport. Uh, and maybe for our audience and the listeners who may not know, can you just give us a high-level overview of what Astroport is and, and what it's trying to accomplish? You want to start, Stefan? Yeah, sure. Um, so I can start with what Astroport used to be. Astroport used to be an AMM on Terra, initially on Terra 1 and now on Terra 2. But recently with the injective announcement, Astroport uh, maybe not became, yet, not just yet, not yet, but um, will become um, a multi-chain AMM um, within Cosmos. Um, and yeah, we picked Injective. Um, I guess many people are kind of wondering why we picked Injective, at least from my personal standpoint, is that I really appreciate teams that um, kind of stick around in crypto regardless of bull or bear and stick around for the long run. And Injective already proved that they want to stick around and create value. So um, I'm Really excited that Astroport kind of picked to launch there um, after Terra, or launch there first after Terra. Yeah, this is great, great description. So for me, the the whole point of, of of crypto and and certainly what we want to contribute with Delphi Labs is to build like truly decentralized, uh, censorship resistant financial infrastructure, right? Which includes uh, censorship resistant money, uh, also like exchange, margin trading, kind of all the different primitives decentralized. And initially. We, we chose to contribute on, on, on Terra because we thought it was one of the only projects that had a, a decent shot of building a, a decentralized stablecoin. Um, obviously, that didn't work out. Um, and I think the, the sort of our, our big question after that was, what's the platform on which, uh, which we think has the best chance of building something that can be a, a competitor to a centralized exchange, right? Provide a similar experience to people as a centralized exchange, but be non-custodial, censorship resistant, and have all the, all the qualities of of, of decentralization, and from our perspective, like Injective was one of the one of the top spots for that um, because of the on-chain order book, because of the speed. Um, we think it's it's like within the next one like six months to to two years, um, kind of decentralized alternatives are gonna are gonna provide very similar UX to, to centralized exchanges where you'll you'll be able to kind of do most of your trading um, on a on a centralized on a decentralized alternative without giving up too much in UX. And we think Injective is like one of the forerunners 
in that. Uh, and then in terms of what Astroport is, so I, I would say like well, Astroport's known as a DEX. I'd actually differentiate between between a DEX and an AMM, and I think Astroport's more an AMM. So a DEX is, I guess, what what I'd say injective is in, in this sense, like a, an L1 DEX, so like a, a settlement system that lets buyers and sellers come together and, and express like preferences about a certain asset. Whereas an AMM like Astroport, the goal is really to provide passive liquidity strategies um, that allow kind of anyone to to participate and contribute liquidity to a DEX, right? Um, and so we've already seen, obviously, the huge success of, of, of AMMs, uh, but like started with Uniswap and the XYK algorithm. I think there's going to be a lot of innovations and we hope to contribute to some of that on the algorithm to make for more capital efficient algorithms, integrate them with, with order books like Injective and just provide like the best kind of passive uh, liquidity providing experience. And I think the reason that matters is because order like order books are, are, necess- are like tend towards being centralized systems on their own, right? They favor professional market makers. Um, they're a lot like liquidity is largely dominated by professional market makers. If any of those go bankrupt or choose to stop, liquidity dries up. And and they're also um, yeah. And 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 so I think AMMs really democratize that and open up the world of liquidity provision to a much wider base. Um, and I think it's like a necessary part of making of building that that decentralized sort of financial infrastructure. Yeah, um, I think you know, like uh, on our side, one of the most exciting part about Astroport and you know the notion of um, really truly democratizing this uh, uh, generally you know institutionalized and gatekept um, process of market making and liquidity provisioning um, is you know re- really preventing a lot of uh, the general um, adoption of uh, uh, kind of like fi- uh, finance and DeFi. And I think one of the most wonderful uh, wonderful thing about you know AMM and uh, all the amazing things that you know Astroport team is uh, working on is you know truly to bring uh, capital efficiency, you know, a proper um, uh, LP model, and also more importantly, um, really basically you know opening up to the idea of uh, providing liquidity onto an order book and you know being able to synergize um, uh, with with the overall flow in the system and, you know, maintain a truly dynamic liquidity environment and also capital efficiency um, um, without, you know, having the, all of these like silo liquidity pool um, and having a lot of, you know, um, these type of like middlemen uh, and also, you know, like connecting protocol to, you know, try to like kind of uh, 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 basically like uh, uh, linking them all together in some inefficient way. And I think, you know, uh, basically, you know, as an unimpinated underlying financial infrastructure, uh, that you know, injective as an ecosystem provides, um, Astroport gets a you know, uh, uh, you know, truly capture all the value there is within the ecosystem, and at the same time, you know, synergize and kind of combine all the flow and all the liquidity dynamics together to create a you know, truly efficient and you know, stronger together uh, type of dynamic. Uh, yeah, great, great responses from both teams, um, and we we kind of just ran away with that one, which is great because I think <laughs> we definitely want to get to those synergies. Um, and kind of talk about how the the two, you know, how Injective and Astroport are going to work together. Um, but um, I don't want to lose too many people in the audience because I'm I'm guessing maybe not everyone here is too familiar with Injective. So can you maybe just talk a little bit about yourself? Um, you know, pull back a little bit, and um, you know, what makes Injective unique? Uh, y- your blockchain. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Injective is. Or, oh yeah. Sure. Mirza, oh. go ahead. <laughs> 
Sure thing. Uh, yeah, on a high level, um, we've been building in the Cosmos ecosystem since the end of 2018. So we were probably one of the first ones um, exploring sort of what Cosmos has to offer. What we wanted to do at the start was build a very efficient infrastructure for just building decentralized exchanges. Um, and we actually started out by testing out um, the protocol on uh, Ethereum and then later Polygon, actually, before deciding that Cosmos would allow us to create the most custom infrastructure for this. Um, there are a couple of unique advantages of Injective, I would say, just because of how specialized um, and sector specific, I guess, the blockchain is. So the first aspect is that we prevent any form of front running. Um, so effectively, what happens is the way that transactions are ordered. Um, with frequent batch auctions enable you to sort of avoid any form of front running that would occur on a typical dex right so no matter if you're building on a slower chain like let's say ethereum or a faster chain like let's say solana you're always going to have this issue so um we sort of fixed it so in essence we have prevented mev which is a huge issue for larger institutions and also uh, smaller retail traders to come in and trade um and Probably the most unique aspect of Injective is we wanted to provide uh, sort of the plug and play tools for developers to come in and build their own applications much faster. Um, what many people don't realize is building a truly decentralized on-chain order book, um, it sounds quite sexy, but it's very difficult and takes a long time. So by just providing these primitives or modules, users could come in and spin up a new DEX in the matter of days. Right. Um, and we've done the same with an, our options module that's been taken to create new prediction markets uh, like Front Runner, which is a big sports betting decks on Injective. Um, so, yeah, on a high level, it's a very fast, very um, optimized blockchain just for financial applications um, that just also on top gives you the modules to build your apps quickly. Yeah. Uh, I think another really interesting thing to add is that, you know, the entire uh, blockchain and the infrastructure and the way it's designed, the way it's built uh, for Injective is all kind of kind of purpose built and um, uh, built from the ground up with the DeFi developers and any, you know, wants and needs of uh, any DeFi user or, you know, in a more broader sense, uh, any fi uh, fi uh, financial users um, uh, in mind. And so this means that, you know, uh, the full core fundamental problem of uh, MEV and all of these, you know, inefficiencies are all, you know, uh, addressed and completely, you know, abstracted away and prevented uh, on the exchange level. And overall, you know, it also promotes a more, uh, you know, uh, highly scalable and, um, you know, highly efficient and, you know, uh, blazing fast block production and um, kind of like a, a, a exchange environment. And on top of that, you know, a lot of really, really core and important modules such as you know, Oracle, um, such as uh, um, derivatives, uh, et cetera, are all, you know, being kind of uh, maintained and being uh, uh, purpose built for these type of uh, these subset of developers. And, you know, over time, you know, this ecosystem is going to evolve more and more optimized um, and more and more efficient for these type of builders, where it becomes kind of like an undeniable destination for any DeFi protocols looking to capture, you know, these type of uh, um, uh, events, you know, uh, environment and, uh, you know, cater to these, you know, advanced financial users uh, or, you know, tra uh, traditional uh, general public uh, alike. Yeah, that's, that's great. And um, I, I'm glad you brought up kind of the derivatives and, you know, that piece as part of um, your on-chain order book. Um, and for those who don't know, I mean, it's proudly displayed on their website, but, you know, one of the reasons that Injective kind of came into the spotlight was 
for creating kind of the first on-chain derivatives order book. Um, and I think because you're talking about the applications and their ability to plug and play, um, maybe we should just dive into some, um, you know, functionality questions, some specifics here. So, you know, when should we expect to see perpetuals on Astroport? Um, I'll just leave that question there and see what the team thinks. I didn't know we expect derivatives on or perps on Astroport. That's new to me. Well, maybe we'll rephrase it. So is this something um, the team has considered given kind of the functionality of Injective? Uh, honestly, I think it's more important to focus in this case. So Jose mentioned, I kind of talked a bit about the idea of an AMM and a DEX being two different things. And in crypto in general, I see protocols as ideally being built to do one thing really well, uh, like most or many businesses or startups in like web two. Um, so I think it's, I would say most probably not, and it's more important or valuable to focus on the AMM part and not expand to perps. At least that's my view. Yeah, uh, the, the way I see it is you want to kind of build it step by step and think about what primitives you would need for to build the decentralized Binance or whatever, right? And so I think part of that is, and kind of the base of that is like spot liquidity, which I think is where Astroport comes in. Obviously, Injective has pretty decent spot liquidity through the order book, but the only people who, who really participate there are, are professional market makers or at least advanced users. I think what Astroport does is it, it opens up um, the, the, the sort of market for who can participate in, in, in that liquidity provision. And um, we'll be working on ways to, or we're researching ways to integrate that with the uh, with the order book as well. So it acts as like kind of one liquidity layer. Um, and then I think once you have deep spot liquidity, that enables you to then do stuff like margin trading, right? Because there's enough liquidity to do, li to do liquidations and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and then I think obviously perps is, 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 is the next primitive. It already exists on, on Injective, but I think um, kind of putting it all together into, into sort of one account um, is where like the ultimate UX lies. But you got to sort of build these things, I think, like one by one. And they are being built like by separate teams. There's separate teams working on perps, working on the Oracle problem, working on like binary options. And I think eventually um, the goal, at least from my perspective, from, from a UX perspective, would be to connect all of those so you can kind of do them all from, from, from one account and have that um, like these. And we used to talk about this before FTX went down, but it's kind of even more relevant now, like the decentralized FTX experience, right? Um, and I think Astroport is like one part of that, but it's, it's not going to do everything. It's going to focus um, on, on, on that one part, which is kind of opening up um, who, can, who can participate in, in liquidity provision. Yeah, I, I do want to note that, you know, like, like generally it's all, always good to, you know, uh, work on things uh, step by step from zero to one and one to 10 and 10 to 100. And certainly, you know, one of the most fundamental and, uh, you know, most uh, uh, critical infrastructure is you know, focusing on those uh, um, kind of like the spot layer uh, to start and then, you know, really, really perfecting uh, that component because um, a lot of people tend to think that, you know, uh, perpetual market uh, uh, market making is uh, uh, quite simple and, you know, relatively easier to uh, do without much need for hedging compared to, you know, uh, uh, spot market making. But in reality, it is, you know, like uh, the tail risk is just extremely immense and, um, certainly, you know, it requires a lot of uh, very, very deep thinking and um, a lot of uh, adjustments of edge cases and perfecting, you know, uh, hedging to be able to, you know, properly uh, uh, LP for uh, uh, perp markets. 
Yeah, no, that's great. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad, and it wasn't a trick question. And so I'm glad that the team is focused uh, you know, kind of having that sequential approach um, to building the best product. Uh, but what, what I would ask is, I think it's always good, um, you know, maybe people in the audience are not as familiar with, you know, these terms of spot, margin trading. Um, so maybe just from like a user experience, uh, and maybe this is a question more from the Astroport team, you know, how do you envision, you know, things for the user changing, right? They go in, they connect uh, their wallet to Astroport, and they connect to the injective chain. Um, how do you kind of visualize some of the opportunities here uh, for the user to take advantage of this like centralized, um, I guess, you know, the centralized exchange experience on a decentralized exchange? What would that look like to you? I don't think that will be solely covered by Astroport, like the whole um, centralized exchange experience. I see the Astroport UX going more towards uh, again, the AMM side where you don't necessarily use it to trade or whatever, do trade on margin or whatever you want to do. Uh, you use it more to park um, assets that you have on Injective uh, inside Astroport pools that ideally um, kind of from trading fees kind of give you get kind of trading fees from these pools and kind of the liquidity on these pools gets listed on order books. Um, so and then these order books or the apps that cover that part handle trading. So I don't really see as reports or like DUX or DUI handling trading. Yeah, yeah. I think the general uh, wonderful thing about DeFi and you know the composability nature of it is that um, there's not a lot of uh, you know intentional or um, kind of forceful gatekeeping and you know building a moat around congregating or centralizing around one single application or one single platform it's all about you know um kind of this consortium or this alliance of different types of uh, uh ecosystem community and protocols uh providing you know their unique uh, uh value prop just like you know a nation state and being able to you know uh interrupt in the least friction um uh you know still retaining you know uh, the user experience and the composability of you know what a typical, you know, uh, uh, close ecosystem might look like, uh, for example, like Apple, et cetera. But at the same time, you know, really sharing the value and making sure that all these uh, individual components get to focus on what they do best and to really, you know, contribute to a much stronger uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, world. Yeah. And just to answer your question on the spot and margin stuff. So if, if you think about it from maybe most people have used a centralized exchange, Spot is just literally buying and selling coins and, and holding them in your wallet, right? You, you go to, to an exchange and you just buy some Bitcoin or you, or you buy some Ethereum and, and, and you have the spot asset in, in your wallet, right? And I think that's, one of, that's probably the most basic thing you, you need on a DEX is to be able to buy and sell, buy and sell coins with enough liquidity, with a good user experience, et, et cetera. And then kind of the next level of that is, okay, I, I want to buy more coins than the, you know, the actual amount that I like the actual amount of assets that I have. So I need to take on leverage in some way. And then there's like different ways to take on leverage, right? The first one is, is margin where you borrow. So if you're, if you're going long, you would borrow some, or if, if, if you're bullish on the asset, you'd borrow some stable coins and buy more of it, right? Which means if it goes up, you make more money. If it goes down, you, you lose more money and you can get liquidated, right? And then perps and derivatives are kind of other like constructions and ways to, to get leverage, more advanced ones for, for more advanced users. And so that, that covers kind of like the trading portion of what you'd want from, from, uh, from an exchange. 
And then the other portion is like earning yield on your assets, right? Um, and most exchanges have like a lending functionality. Some also have a staking functionality. And I'd say LPing, like like what you do on Astroport, also fits into that, right? Um, and so you have like ability to earn yield. You have an ability to trade into to trade into other assets, including like long tail assets and and the majors. Um, and then probably the third big part, which which I think is is something that you want to build later down the line, is uh, well, first of all, you want to connect them both, right? You want to be able to have your your like staking and your and your LPing kind of act as collateral for your trading and have it all in, in one account or to be able to do like leverage staking, right? Maybe you think um yeah like the yield on 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 you want to earn more yield so you're you're borrowing to to stake or borrowing to LP and having all that in like very easy to do in one account. Um not having like the the Binance experience where you have like a thousand different accounts and 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 you and stuff like that I think is 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 the base. And I think the next part you need is is sort of because this covers like the what I'd call like the investment part of the finance, right? Like your deferred spending, um, you know, speculating on shit coins or 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 earning yield, et cetera. And then you want to like be able to spend your your assets easily. And that's like a whole other part where you need, you know, whatever someone to build a debit card, fiat on ramps and off ramps and like really good like subscription solutions and and, and stuff like that. Um and to me that's like the full kind of full scale solution where you don't need to leave. You can use your wallet to as, as your like one stop shop for your finances. Um but you, you're building it step by step and Astroport I'd say is like one part on the on the yield portion, right? Where you can earn yield on your idle assets by contributing liquidity to the to the order book, which also makes it easier for people to trade against it. Perfect. Perfect. And uh, yeah, no, that that's exactly what I, what we were trying to get into. I, you know, we started with the the first couple of steps there. You, you telling us like what you're focusing on, but I, I think we really got a lot of the, uh, the bigger vision out of you there. So um, thank you, Jose, for that uh, and speaking on it. I, I just would also like to remind the audience at this point, um, you know, we're getting close to 30 minutes uh, and feel free at any point. I know I see some of you in the audience here. I see a lot of familiar faces, Ryan, um, MB, uh, Finn, uh, oh, we have, we have John Galt in the audience too. So if at any point you have questions, uh, feel free to just request, uh, and we will bring you up. Uh, but until that point, um, I will continue to ask away unless there's, you know, I've been dominating the conversation for a little bit. So let me just open this up to the teams for a second. Is there anything so far that, you know, we haven't really been getting to with the questions, any, any alpha you want to share? Um, anything you really want the audience to know about, um, you know, these Astroport launching on Injective and kind of the opportunities it's going to bring? I can start if you want. So one of the first reasons we were very interested in Astroport is one, um, they had sort of showcased uh, how successful they can be within the Terra ecosystem. I think they were doing several hundred million dollars a day just in volume, right? Um, I think what ecosystem that Injective has built to date has been um, the order book ecosystem, right? In the last year, we processed around $8 billion just through the order book. Um, and that just primarily came from perps and also larger spot pairs. Uh, but one thing to note for the audience is order books and AMMs tend to shine in different areas. Uh, like Jose and Eric were mentioning earlier uh, as well, uh, order books are usually reliant on liquidity from market makers or bigger institutional players. Um, I think we've done a great job in terms of onboarding those institutions into the order book. Um, guys like John, uh, etc. So now what we lack is 
better liquidity for long tail assets. Um, long tail assets usually refers to, in colloquial terms, uh, shit coins uh, in the crypto space. Um, so typically, these uh, market makers will only touch larger pairs, right? They'll touch, let's say, BTC perps or ETH perps, um, but they're not really going to touch. Um, smaller asset pairs, right? Um, and that's a shame because most crypto retail actually wants um, two things. They want to earn yield on assets and two, they want access to sort of um, more speculative assets that they can't find on a typical sex, right? I think that's where DEX has truly shined. So one core alpha or sort of reasoning to think through is now we have ask reports. So now we can actually have better liquidity um, for these longer tail assets, in addition to allowing for users to earn yield on these long tail assets uh, through the LP pools. Um, and secondly, and perhaps more importantly, um, you get a way more capital efficient environment across these um, arbitrage opportunities that open up across the AMM and the order book that's already on Injective, right? So now you could have larger institutions that are providing really great liquidity to the order book. Um, and now you also have retail traders that are able to come in in a very seamless manner, whereas maybe they couldn't before on an order book, right? Um, because it's just a simpler UX experience for retail to come in to an AMM. Um, and I think lastly, and probably most interestingly for me, um, because of recent integrations, Injective has also done with the world outside of Cosmos, um, with things like Wormhole, et cetera, you're also opening up um, the venue to more chains. So chains like Solana, chains like Aptos, Avalanche, you name it. And these assets were typically not available for Cosmos users. Um, but now with the Wormhole integration, we can bring these assets over. So now you can start to see um, better sort of trading opportunities across different cross-chain asset pairs. You could, for example, have a sole BTC market um, on Cosmos, which which is great. Um, and I think that's one step in terms of decentralized exchanges getting closer to their centralized counterparts, because I think one thing DEXs usually lack um, is just access to asset pairs, um, especially from different chains. Usually they tend to be siloed, but now we can start to make the ecosystem much more composable, have cross-chain assets, um, have better marching opportunities. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think one thing to add is that, you know, like the whole point of the injective ecosystem and the whole point of DeFi is to, you know, be able to, to democratize finance for everyone. And market making, providing liquidity is one of the primary and the largest revenue driver and profit driver for, you know, sophisticated quantitative trading firms, HFT shops, and, uh, you know, <clears throat> most of the hedge funds out there. And this was, you know, generally overly sophisticated and overly complicated for the general public to perform and to do. And this is for the first time, you know, within DeFi and, you know, for the injective uh, ecosystem as well, where there's a kind of like a primitive and protocol um, where basically you get to provide uh, liquidity, you get to market make, you get to participate in these, you know, like, effectively speaking, like alpha generating strategies um, in a, you know, completely uh, permissionless way. And this is, you know, truly exciting for, uh, you know, all of us involved because, you know, if you want to disrupt finance, you, you probably want to start off with uh, the part that's most gate kept. And, you know, obviously it's highly competitive for, you know, the, uh, from, from a liquidity perspective uh, for, for people to, you know, pursue the same thing for, um, you know, some of the more dominant pairs such as uh, BTC, uh, uh, ETH, et cetera. But <clears throat> I think the truly wondrous thing is that, you know, AMM, you know, truly excels at, uh, 
uh, and and for you know the general public for for a general user truly excels at providing liquidity for a lot of these you know long tailed assets and to you know being be 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 able to be at the same playing field if not a superior playing field because I know you know how wonder uh, how how talented the Astroport uh, team is uh, compared to a lot of you know sophisticated you know uh, uh, algorithmic traders. Yeah, I, that, those those are really good points, and I think at a at a high level, like the the way I think about it is you have order books so that advanced market makers, uh, professional traders, just sophisticated users of all sorts can interact with and they can be, they can like adopt advanced strategies and they can just, it just gives you like ultimate flexibility, right? And how you want to trade a certain asset. Um, and then you have AMMs, which are literally like automated market making strategies, right? They, they provide some automated strategy that LPs can buy into their own in, in, in the same one that allows them to sort of passively, um, Earn, earn some yield on those assets, obviously with the risks of, of impermanent loss and stuff, which will depend on, on, on the algorithm. But like the way I see it is that, uh, and this is a very sort of loose metaphor, but that AMMs kind of do for liquidity provision, what kind of Airbnb did to, did to hotels, right? Where um, it, it opens up this idle capacity. So like Airbnb opened up this idle capacity of extra rooms in people's houses that they could then use to, to, to house people. Um, and, and it opened it up in, in a major major scale, right? Whereas before you had to have a specialized like building just to just to act as a hotel. Now anyone could like run a mini hotel basically in there in there and utilize their 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 spare capacity. And MMs are the same thing where everyone had these assets they were holding in their in their wallet and suddenly uh, they could provide like they could use these to actually earn some yield by providing liquidity on uh on um to to traders. And I think similarly to how Airbnb literally started off as an airbed in someone's living room, you know, like not an experience comparable to a, to a hotel in any way, but now you can stay at like castles and, and lighthouses and all sorts of crazy, of crazy stuff. Um, I think AMMs will go through the same journey where you start off with XYK, which is a very simple algorithm, um, has a lot of problems, uh, but sort of showcases the, the, the potential and the demand for AMMs, right? The fact that there's still billions of dollars sitting in this, sitting in these, in these very simple strategies. And then over time, you're going to like build more complex strategies, refine them until they become like competitive with, with professional market makers. And that's kind of the, the journey that I see AMMs going on and why I think it's such, a, such an important and like huge kind of primitive. Yeah. On a slightly more technical topic, I think one of the most uh, interesting and, you know, this is definitely something that has never happened in DeFi before by having, you know, uh, AMM and providing liquidity directly in, uh, in, uh, an environment that has order book that has you know these type of uh, informed liquidity and informed flow, um, you basically get to uh, prevent a lot of the IL um, that that was you know uh, kind of present within the traditional kind of AMM ecosystem because most of the flow uh, coming in are you know non adverse selection. It's uh, you know uh, informed and uninformed flow, and you know because of the order book dynamics, um, a lot of you know, like, like this collaboration will, will, will signal that, you know, for the first time there will be an AMM that has, you know, a lot more uh, kind of like a liquidity information and market information uh, from a, a smart contract level than uh, anywhere else. And that is something that's, uh, you know, truly, truly uh, uh, wonderful. Thank you for your points. Yeah, both sides there. And we're really diving into an interesting discussion here. Um, don't want to stop that too much. Um, and I don't think I'm going to forget that Airbnb analogy. Wow. <laughs> for AMMs. Um, well said, well put. But we do have a guest here, uh, Josh. And so, Josh, now's your time. Feel free to ask your question. Hey, hi, everyone. Um, 
So first of all, first of all, it's really very tiny. I like the US. My question was, um, is uh, Astroport is only on uh, injective or it's going to be shared with uh, other, it's, it's also in uh, Terra, Luna, etc., or it's exclusively in uh, injective? Yeah, Astroport is is uh, live on, on Terra right now, but Injective will be the, the first outpost out, outside of Terra. It is obviously live on Terra from from uh, when it launched and then the relaunch. But yeah, it's going to be Injective is going to be the first outpost um, outside of Terra and the main in the main focus. Okay. Um, so the third question. I'm going to second question. Um, it's like the the liquidity uh, which is created in uh, Astroport. Is it shared with uh, with the other dApps which will be uh, created? I think I got the the response response like uh, it it will be used in the uh, in the order book and all. So I just want to be uh, to be clear to confirm is it will be shared with uh, other dApps or uh, is it is it exclusively for uh, Astroport only? Um, for now, the liquidity on injective testnet at least is only on Astroport, or is the Astroport liquidity. Um, but with the order book integration, when that will come, um, that will this uh, the liquidity on Astroport on um, Injective's order book. Yeah, and another thing to mention is um, you'll you'll essentially get access to the liquidity anyways because market makers or traders would definitely be arbing across this AMM plus the order book infra, right? So um, sure, there might not be shared liquidity from day one, but in essence, there basically is, right? Because of the ARB, et cetera, it would just create a much more capital efficient environment across the AMM and the order book. Whereas before, the only thing you had was the order book um, and it was siloed to just that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great great point. And But ultimately the goal is like, obviously an, an AMM creates like a, a curve in, in which it's, and it's literally a curve with, Prices at which it's w- willing to buy or sell a pair of assets, right? And so all of those, uh, like all points on that curve, can be seen as basically like limit orders on a on an order book. And I think the uh, the ideal kind of solution would be one where um, there's an order book that that harnesses the AMM liquidity, which also means you can do cool stuff on the like, for instance, when you're doing liquidations instead of having um, and this is more in the weeds, but instead of having like the liquidation bonus like you have right now. You can do liquidations into an order book, and AMM um, sort of liquidity providers are effectively like participating in those in those liquidations, right? Um, and you just have like one unified liquidity pool, which is which is I think the 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 goal. But yeah, like like Merza said, um, in in the meanwhile, that'll be like bridged by by arbitrageurs. Did that answer your question, Josh? Perfectly. Thank you very much. Ed. Yeah, thank thanks for coming up and, and joining. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you. I don't have any requests right now. Um, however, I, the, I think he may be, I think he may be a little bit, um, tired right now due to that 4.30 AM, but I do, I do have a question that was sent in. Um, and so it's a little bit of a longer one and maybe a challenging one, but, uh, let me read this to the team. It looks like it's directed at Ash report. Um, so he writes, a while back, Lexnode posted a thread on his legal opinion about the development releases of DeFi projects to, quote, bad boys move in silence and violence, he quoted. Um, and about the same time, Astroport released a theoretical slam or shared liquidity automated market maker. Um, 
and you know the idea of being sharing liquidity across satellite chains. Uh, so that was the intro. <laughs> but the actual question was, is it reasonable to assume that this deployment on Injective is the first of uh, many satellites to come under a shared liquidity AMM? <laughs> Asking for a lot of alpha here, but elephant in the room, what can you say? Yeah, I, I don't think we can really uh, comment on, on that too much. Um, yeah, like the, the SLAM design was released by, by Delphi Labs, and we're always doing research on kind of interesting areas of the space. Uh, and obviously, like we're, we're especially interested in areas in, that influence the projects we're, we're contributing to. Um, I think the SLAM was like a, a first design. We've gotten a lot of feedback. I think there's Im improvements to make. There's also other, other designs that, to, to consider. Um, we, we received one recently that, that was super interesting from a, from a smart team in the space. So, um, yeah, and, but I think investing in something like that will only make sense when, when there's enough liquidity, um, when there's enough happening on, on the chains that, that sort of building that makes sense. And I think our, our number one, or, or like, yeah, the team's number one focus is, is more to like drive activity to the current pools, build, like build on places like Injective where there's interesting potential for to build like useful products that make people want to use this rather than um, build a bridge because, you know, for a bridge to be useful, you need the stuff that it's connecting to be, to, to be places that people want to go to and from. Right. And I think, um, yeah, certainly on, on, on Terra right now, not, not seeing um, enough, enough activity for, for that to be the case. Um, but I think Injective is, is like one of the places that we see having the highest potential for, for that to happen. Yeah, thank you. Definitely a um, challenging but direct question, but sometimes those are the best questions. We have, we have another speaker up here. I know we're getting close, but um, Jacob, do you want to ask your question? Yes, of course. So uh, my question is, why does Astropod deploy on uh, injective testnet and uh, not other chains? What is, what is the most difficult thing when you implement in your, break, uh, your project? When you start phase one, uh, new early access, yeah, that's my question. Probably one for you, Stefan. Uh, I guess what's the most difficult thing of deploying on a on a new on a new chain? That's yeah, or yeah. There are a couple of small things that add up probably to a big thing, um, which is. Pulling data from the chain, meaning um, having some kind of indexer to see what's happening each block by parsing transactions um, and seeing what's happening. So you can show maybe something on a UI or you expose an endpoint, whatever, a bot that does something. So, yeah, indexing in general and backend work is the most troublesome, in, especially in Cosmos, where we don't really have an easy plug and play solution like the graph from Ethereum. Okay, thank you. I get it. I think one thing injective users might want to know actually is what's different effectively from the initial deployment that used to be live on um, Terra back in the day versus the V2 deployment. I think if you could talk about some of those features, it'd be nice. Right. The main one related to injective is the fact that on testnet right now, between Terra um, testnet and injective testnet, uh, people with Astro on testnet can govern the Astro port deployment from Injective. So you can vote on the Terra side, and then if the uh, vote passes and can be executed, it gets IBC'd 
over to injective where it does like for example you can upgrade the contract or it can change a parameter and it does that through a satellite contract on the injective side that's managed through ibc by assembly on the terra side um, and the second big thing is that all the swap fees from injective from the injective deployment of astroport get ibc back or bridged uh, sorry they get swapped to astro on on the injective side and then that astro gets ibc back to terra um where it goes to stakers as usual because that already happens on terra but uh this is a mechanism to do the same thing but between multiple chains that now send their fees where stakers are on on the terra side very interesting, um, Stefan. And, I, and I'm just wondering, I, I want to make sure I've, I've gotten this correctly, and, and maybe for other people in the audience that are wondering too. So your first point was about um, basically cross-chain governance. So you're saying that you could vote on governance from your native chain, you know, let, let's say Terra, um, for, you know, governance-related issues on Injective. Did I catch that first part correctly? Well, yes. I mean, all the governance happens on Terra. And then all the deployments, other deployments, such as the one on Injective, is are or are managed by that vote or the votes that happen on Terra. So yes. Okay, great. And then the and then the, your second point about um, the, you know the sw uh, the trading or swap fees uh, being converted back uh, to Astro and then sent uh, back to you know IBC to Terra. Um, are you talking about swap fees on the order book? Or are you talking about the AM, you know, the instance of the AMM on Injective? It's the instance of the AMM. So it's exactly the same thing as on Terra. Um, but the only difference is that um, fees get swapped to Astro on the Injective side. And then that Astro has to be bridged back to Terra. Because it, initially, it does get bridged from Terra to Injective in order to or create pools between Astro and other assets. And then we use these pools on the injective side, or the maker uses the pools on the injective side or, or in the injective side to swap all these fees to Astro. And then the Astro gets bridged back to Terra and to stakers. So it's just one extra step compared to what happens on Terra. Okay, got it, got it. Just wanted to um, make sure I understood that piece correctly. Um, another thing, and I think, I think uh, Mirza kind of alluded to it a little bit here. Uh, but the the piece about you know the cross chain connections um, from the injective side, uh, so you know there's four pairs currently listed on testnet: Astro, Injective, USDT, and Ape. Um, you know, so what are some of the other pairs you think the audience could realistically see? You know, over the course of this process, I'm not saying upon launch, but uh, what are some what what, what do you foresee? Um, I think the injective team already mentioned that that other assets through wormhole can come from other chains such as solana and aptos or other whatever fill in with your favorite chain um so i could see all these assets that aren't in cosmos at all coming to injective and then potentially being um listed on astroport yeah and effectively when the mainnet goes live right um anyone can create a new liquidity pool. So the world is your oyster, so to speak. You could technically list any market um, in a very permissionless environment on Injective um, uh, as report. So that's another benefit. Okay, great. Yeah, no, th and thank you for the clarification there. 
I actually do have a question here um, that I want to pull up from the one and only John Gold. Um, lurk around fine. If you don't know him, he is a testnet sleuth. Uh, he talked about the, and I'm giving him a little credit here. He talked about the launch on injective testnet uh, before people uh, knew about it months ahead. Uh, but anyways, uh, so he was, he wanted to ask this for the Astro teams, um, how Astro incentives are going to be split between chains. Um, so for example, right now, the Astro pool on Terra gets a certain amount of, you know, Astro incentives. Uh, but now there's also going to be an Astro pool on Injective. So is that new pool going to get a share of Astro incentives from Terra? Um, you know, how is that kind of going to work, splitting that? So that's up to governance to decide how they, how they split incentives. Um, but from a technical point of view, uh, governance will need to vote on moving some Astro or bridging some Astro from Terra to Injective. Uh, via IBC, um, putting that Astro on the generator on Injective, the Astro port generator on Injective, and then defining a distribution schedule like the one that's active right now on Terra that says how much Astro is being dripped per block if we're given to um, people who LP and lock in the generator, like per block in total, and then also deciding which pools get that um astro that gets dripped every block um i got a question um do you think uh is it possible to convert astro uh, tokens to injective uh, i just want to uh, to know if um, the existing of two tokens will not generate the value of, uh, of astro and uh, injective or uh, it's totally okay to have two uh to uh, two tokens. Yeah, um, that's I. Yeah, go ahead. But I would I would say no. It doesn't dilute anything. It you can think of it as an analogy. Um, like injective is a chain token. Astroport is an AMM token. Um, if anything, there's more synergies between them, and, and they can grow together. Um, obviously, I'm that that should not legal advice. That is not speculative advice on the token itself. Um, I'm just saying they do not dilute one another in any way. Okay. I had another question. Um, so there, you know, obviously there being a number of D apps already on Injective. Um, so I, I'm I'm curious. Uh, has the Astroport team, um, or maybe the even the Injective team, thought about this? Um, any sort of partnerships, integrations with some of the existing infrastructure that's already there? Uh, I, I know we've talked about a lot of it in general terms, but is there anything you can tell us on that side? I guess I can keep it very vague and high level. Um, so effectively, uh, Injective will have primitives for every single functionality within finance. So you can think of um, not just exchanges, but also lending um, options, et cetera. So once, um, yeah, you could basically surmise a number of different use cases, right? Um, so effectively, let's say um, you have a lending protocol on Injective. Um, so the, let's say, profits you make trading um, can then be put into a lending pool, which generates you more yield, right? So effectively, this creates a positive feedback loop where your assets go a longer way um, through throughout the injective ecosystem, where it's not just siloed to just one use case, but rather you can take assets from one use case and deploy them on another um, and thus generate new use cases um, and new 
outcomes for yourself. Sure, sure. Um, and yeah, thank you for the response. I know that maybe we can't pull all the alpha out of you guys. Um, is there anything else the Ashport team wanted to add on this? Um, or do you think he, he kind of covered it? I think, uh, I think that he covered it pretty well. No worries. Yep. Um, and I think we are, uh, we're getting close, very close to the hour mark. Um, and I want to be respectful of everyone's time here. Um, and so I think this is a good um, natural point uh, to just, you know, we'll go around the room. We'll go to the two teams. Um, anyone that's, you know, that's here from Injective or, or Astroport, uh, kind of your final words, anything you want to ask of the audience, um, final thoughts, a call to action. Um, you know, I'll be sure to give you all a plug here at the end as well. But just anything you would like to share with the community today uh, that we have not covered yet? No, nothing, nothing for me. Um, all, all I'd say mainly is to just sort of like be patient on the on on the product side, both on um, just in crypto generally, but but specifically here as well. I think there's a lot of primitives being built by disparate teams that are like um, sort of optimizing and, and and working out the details. And I think eventually there'll be a moment where all these can be connected and the whole will be sort of much greater than the than, than the sum of its parts in terms of what you can do. So yeah, no 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 specific alpha, but just just kind of keeping that in mind where I think that's across DeFi as a whole. I think over the next two years, as I said previously, we're gonna see experiences that, that are like superior in UX to decentralized exchanges and, and that's really exciting. Yeah, and don't forget about, you know, um, Ninja Pass on Helix. Uh, that is how you get access to, to Tesla and, you know, check out the early alpha. Yeah, so basically one thing I guess we haven't mentioned on the call is um, the Astroport deployment is occurring in phases, and right now it is a closed beta. Um, so the only way to get access is um, by being in the Astroport or Injective communities. Um, and for Injective in particular, you have to have a Ninja Pass, which is effectively your sort of pass into getting early access to different products and new dApps on Injective. Um, and right now, you can still get that pass by trading on exchange dApps like Helix. So um, that is your answer for how you can get access in the meantime. Um, over the coming weeks, uh, I, I will leave it up to the Astro team to determine how they open up testnet access more. But um, that is how the closed beta will operate moving forward. Okay. Um, and that, unless Stefan or anyone else, and you feel free to, to cut me off if you do, but um, that's great. And thank you for bringing up the, the phases. I know you can read more about that in the, um, the post by Ashport as well, kind of like the sequential phases of, you know, we're starting right now, closed testnet. Um, eventually there is a plan to open it up. Um, and so, right, um, you know, get involved. Uh, just like Marissa said. Uh, so if you want to get in on that. Uh, and then other things I'd just like to remind everyone in this space, maybe they're too humble to say, but just remember to follow uh, Ashport and Injective on Twitter, uh, right? They're doing amazing things for the community, uh, building in a bear market um, and staying very vocal and active with the community, which I know everyone appreciates. Um, so, you know, thank you uh, to the teams uh, for joining us today. Uh, and I know I'm looking forward to more updates uh, and definitely more alpha in the future. So just wanted to thank you for coming on the call. Um, I think we also have Terrace Faces in here. So shout out to them uh, for recording. As always, Finn's giving a hearts up. Uh, we love you too, Finn. Um, so this space will be recorded, but Finn also puts that extra love and effort into it to make it um, a great product for you to go back and listen to. 
Uh, so I wanted to give him a little bit of a shout out. Uh, but again, uh, thank you all for coming to this space. Um, I'm really honored to be here and host it for you. Uh, and unless there's anything else, uh, we will speak soon and look forward to more alpha on Injective and Astroport. Thank you all for coming. Thanks, everyone. Speak soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Astro AMA, Astroport AMA with Injective, recorded on Friday, January 20th, 2023. Hosted by Deep DeepSteeFi. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, hand in Reports it. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view. Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop. Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good. So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big drip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Terror Spaces. <laughs>